previously on the Dave and Steve show. There was like a little like little shop and there there was like a little like Pepsi sign where you put you put the uh, the letters into the little grooves to like say what the menu yep. is today. And somebody had rearranged it to call it penis cafe. <laughs> yeah. So he pulls his shirt down. He has a round welt uh, between his breasts. It says Titleist in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were just walking along. I mean, and Dave, what well, you're six foot a million and right. and just lumbering along. You're a tall guy, and all of a sudden he just falls down in a heap. I don't I don't know if we had to go lumbering. I don't why would you say lumbering? I don't lumber. I'm not a lumberer. Why would I've you seen you I've seen you lumber? I feel yeah, he, like that was he, very he, deliberate to go lumbering. I you were yeah, you were more uh God, what were you doing? <laughs> Cal- Cal- he wasn't wa- he wasn't waddling can he we weren't go, skipping can we go with gallivanting would that be okay gallivanting yeah, that, that, been... that would that would mean that your arms are up in the air that's kind yeah. of what it was like yeah we were yeah. off on a soiree on the uh sixth uh, so i'm sorry I so anyways know. i i go yeah, down like the big fat sack of shit that i am keep going rolling strolling along i had dimples on my face for several days you could see the dimples from the ball where it had hit a Google spokesperson per a stop show. I'm gonna I'm gonna have driveway stories next yeah. month when when we don't have uh, we don't have any gigs. But uh, but no, it. Uh, I, I can take you to an area of Seattle where it's twenty bucks for a bobber. No thanks. Okay. Man is in a coma after a dog bit off his genitals in a bloody attack. Uh. This is different English bulldog, which was not involved in the attack. A man is in a coma after. Uh, why does it actually say? <laughs> This whole thing twice. Those well, hey, out. guess what, dickhead? Don't tell me I lumber around anymore, and we'll, we'll, I'll try not to be so harsh with you. How about that? <clears throat> okay, that's, uh, that's fair enough. Yeah. Show number 71 of the Dave and Steve Show. I am Dave, sitting right alongside me, a mere 27 miles away, is Steve. Good evening, or morning, I don't know when you're listening. And from parts unknown, the lovely and buxom Tracy. I don't care when they're listening. So, (laughs) hey, how's it going? Off and running on show number 71. First things first, before anything else, we, we teased it last show, we talked about it a little bit. Steve... You have a, a competing podcast now with the Dave and Steve Show. You're on a rival podcast. What? You're, right. You're doing yeah. your own thing now. Please explain. And while you're at it, explain to me why we recorded this show roughly 10 days ago, the last show, because I had to record it early because I was leaving for Oregon. I went on a trip. I still can't get the, the goddamn show on iTunes, and I want to know why. Well, uh, so I... I, it went, I thought it was going to automatically, I thought I hit the button to automatically make it go to iTunes, but apparently there's like a whole thing you got to go through. And so I did, I did that about, I did that on Tuesday. So they say it takes like a week or so before it pops up onto iTunes. Now you should be able to get it on like Spotify now and other, a couple yeah, of I, I can confirm it's on Amazon music and Spotify. So 
Excellent. But iTunes is it that's one of my favorite places to get podcasts and, you, you, and it's still not there. And I check and it bothers me. And I signed up for the special I signed up for the special thing from Podbean so that I could make that happen. You're you're and, gonna hear a little blinky blink while I turn the volume up here. My apologies. Ooh. But what I was gonna say is the so here's here's the thing is when you say <laughs> when you say you thought you hit the button to make it go to iTunes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded that sounded just like maybe maybe one of our one of our dads came up with a podcast. Yeah, Davey, but, listen, I hit the button. I thought it was going to iTunes, and it never iTunes. I don't I don't know. Yeah, yeah it was. Uh, so went to Apple Podcasts, and uh, and I I put in the RSS label, and uh, so there was a there was significantly more to it than hitting the button that so, says and, make go now. And this is part of the problem is. So my chain of events, because you put up a second episode. There are now two episodes of, is it just, are we calling it the Damn Truth Podcast? It's the Damn Truth Podcast. Okay. Yeah, so, I, I need a better, I need a better consistent opening, but uh, so I just ra I ramble into it. There's two episodes now, but the problem is, it is so new, I can't even tell people how to get to it. Because I, I myself, I think, hey, I wonder if Steve's put up a new episode and... <laughs> The chain of events goes like this. I go to Google. I type in. Now, for those of you listening, it's damn D-A-M-M because that's Steve's last name. So it's the damn D-A-M-M truth podcast. So I go to Google. I type in the damn truth podcast. It brings up absolutely nothing, which oh, <laughs> is understandable because it's so new. And like yeah, it's, it's brand new. It's not indexed. It's not right. indexed yet. Yeah. yeah. So then yeah. I so then I go to Podbean, which is where it's hosted at, and I try to find it on there, and I can't find it. So what really? I ultimately okay. have to do is I have to go to Facebook. I have to look up the Damn Truth blog Facebook page, and then from that I'm able to get to it that way. So mainly, Steve, I just want to know when can I ask Alexa to play your podcast. How long is this going to take? Um, I so I I did put in for that as well. So uh, I think that was like a two week process. So in another week or so, you should be able to you should be able to ask Alexa for that. So well, we'll see if it if that's I'm gonna be I'm gonna keep on top of it and make it happen. But you should be able to search the damn truth, just the damn truth. I'm not calling it the damn truth podcast. I I mean. I do and I don't, but it's just, I, the, I, I found it. I it's just the, the damn is. truth. So, um, that's all, that's all it is. I'm trying to figure out how to put it on my sad little, um, my sad little WordPress page that I've been using as a blog, which is kind of, you know, the, the episode of the office where, um, uh, where Creed wanted to start a blog and, yeah. and, the, and the kid said, I just, I, I hooked him up with a Microsoft Word document and totally and told him to yeah. do it. And he's like, some of that stuff, even for the internet, was a little it's <laughs> it's it's creed thoughts. It's yeah. uh www.creedthoughts.gov.ww backslash creed thoughts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's 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 a little a little better than that. There's not so much. I feel like know. listen, we've got a we've got a really well, we have multiple, I'm sure. In fact, let's just say thousands of really smart listeners of this show. Mm -hmm. One in particular, listener Mike, is incredibly smart. And I feel like Mike's gonna even have a hard time finding this podcast right now. And so frankly, I'm second guessing myself even bringing this up because now there's no way to promote this. There's no way to so here's my promise to you, Steve. 
If you no commit, one will ever go to your podcast. If, if if you will commit to getting this thing up on all major platforms by next week, Tracy okay. and I will commit to making a proper proper ad, whatever you want to call it, promo for your podcast that we will proudly play next week on the show. I will do my darndest to make that happen. Oh, God damn it. Um, it's this got, isn't going to happen. It's not going to happen. Yeah, it we've, to we've already penciled out some ideas. Okay. Well, and, I'll, uh, I'll make it happen. Um, you'll see. It'll be on Apple Podcasts probably by next week. So I'm pretty excited about that. You'll see it. Well, I, and to be fair, I'm I'm seeing it in all the places I look. So it's on the dark <laughs> web. It's on, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's right. on Spotify. And, oh, here uh, it is on 4chan. Well, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah, oh, great. exactly. Yeah. yeah, I had a couple ideas that uh, that were picked up by the. Uh, yeah, um, it's it's all around Robert Kennedy's assassin being paroled. So, um, so, um, I, I, it's got to go better than the promotion that I already started. I just I threw out a couple of ads on Facebook, and apparently I chose the wrong thing. <laughs> I chose um, messenger ads. And I got some very angry people um, that responded with like horrible pictures and ter like terrible, a couple of them. I left a couple of them up because I thought they were funny, but yeah. uh, a couple of them were just like, you know, go, you know, go F yourself in a whatever. It's just like, because apparently I spammed <laughs> a bunch of people with my thing. And well, I did not mean Thanks for that. the feedback. It's great. Yeah. Glad well, to have I, you as a listener. You know, I did. I was, uh, you know, was, um, the first one that I saw that was that was troublesome was a picture of just a tumbleweed, and it said uh, group photo of um, everybody that cares. Yeah, and yeah. I thought, and I thought that was funny. I, yeah, I really that did. That's good. That's um, good. It cuts kind of hard, but but then uh, it ah, no, it's fine. It's whatever. Um, but I I I think I jumped the gun on promotion. Um, I just got a little too excited, but part three of the three parter is coming out. And then Dave, you'll be happy to know that the next, um, uh, the next story is going to be the Okanagan story. So I'm just going to do those three parts. Um, I've been going through and cleaning that up a little bit. So that'll be the next one. And, and you're in it. So you, that's, that's great. Do you want to just spend the whole hour on your, on your new podcast or do you want to, nope. do you want to, I'm done. I want to. I want to talk about a bunch of other stuff. Do you maybe want to create the podcast that we actually started? The the reason you're doing this other podcast because we we this one? had such a yeah. good time doing this one. This is this is my dangly bits, right? So so yeah. uh, speaking of listener Mike, uh, listener Mike did leave us a, a comment last week on the show. And first of all, we want to say a big thank you to uh, John Bellin from Gene the Werewolf, who was our guest oh, yeah. last week. Uh, great interview. If you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. There's song clips throughout the interview. It's it, He was really engaging and fun. It was great talking to him. Uh, m listener Mike, uh, who I just, I think, called the smartest person on earth. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I'll have to rewind the tape and listen. But I mean, he said top, to, top three. Yeah. Super excited to hear what the smartest person on earth, um, <laughs> person on earth says about the podcast. <laughs> so... Uh, he said, thanks for another great show, and thank you, Mr. Werewolf, uh, which is great. I always like when your shows run long. It never bothers me personally. Because we talked about last week on the show, we talked about how it was a longer show, and we're sorry, and we apologized a few times. And I don't know, this is this is one of those things with the show over time. We did this on the first incarnation of this show as well, where we would like 
hold ourselves to specific times or yeah. or I, I think yeah apologizing for length is sort of been in our dna <laughs> right. i think yeah, yeah we are hardwired <laughs> to apologize for length if you know what well, i mean well i and i that's one of the nice things about the damn truth is i'm keeping it to like 15 20 see right minutes. back oh, to the God, right back right to the damn to... truth right back <laughs> wow right back to the damn truth okay write a couple more ideas down for this promo <laughs> so so mike's very encouraging he says that he actually considers our long shows a bonus oh uh, wow and like d- director's cut content yes it, like, it, it, Exactly. So, irresponsible so, Peter Jackson director's cut. Content. Thank you, Mike. We will always run long for you. I feel like at a certain point we will do the normal show, whatever it is, and then Steve's going to require via his contract that we play his latest episode of the Damn Truth in our show. So it's going right. to start to be that's like how right we'll, in the middle. Yeah, right in, yeah, it, in my uh, my minute. Will yeah, be, no uh, more minute. Seconds. No more minute. Just right well, into. I think if, you know, the listeners, the hardcore listeners that have been with us since like the first, uh, uh, the first episode of the reincarnation of the show might remember the story time with Steve segment. Yeah. Um, it, it didn't work because it's, it's, it's just me reading my blog. So I got it. I had to, I had to not do it. And it was like, it was unspoken. Like, uh, you know, uh, Tracy didn't say anything. Dave didn't say anything. I just knew that it was, it just didn't work. I, I, I will say though, and I'm not making this up in any way, shape or form. One of our listeners actually said to me this week that he still remembers the ambient chef and you reading that on one of our shows and how funny that was. So yeah. I think at a certain level it did work, but I'm tired of blowing smoke up your ass, Steve. We're going to keep going. Yeah. We're just, so, yeah. So, All right. so this past week I made a trip to, one of my least favorite places on earth. Uh, and that's uh, to my family's in Oregon. Uh, <laughs> okay. Now, is Oregon one of your least favorite places or wherever your family Well, is? that's what I was going to say. It actually has nothing to do with the family. I love the family. I love my mom, my sister, her husband. They're all great people. We have a really good time when we're there. But as I've said many times on this podcast, you can go to the Oregon coast in July. You can go in August. You can go in January. You can go in March. Pick your month, pick your date. It is 55 degrees, it is raining, and it is windy on the coast. You're out on the ocean getting blown around, the water's ice cold, it's the same every single time. And I don't understand the appeal of the Oregon coast, but... Same here, and the drive home seems to grow 10 hours oh, every, without a doubt. every time. Oh, so yeah. we had, especially as we're, we're rolling through the stomping grounds of our good show buddy Steve Haverly... They're in Tacoma. Whatever's going on in Tacoma, they cannot get their shit together when it comes to the freeway traffic that flows through that town because <laughs> people, people fix that. It should take you no less than 10 minutes to roll through Tacoma at freeway speeds. The average time it takes to get through Tacoma is roughly eight days. Yeah. It is. I was so going to say it slow. better be in days. It is. It's days. <laughs> it is ridiculous. And you I, you know, it was. It was really weird. I was when it, last time I was going through Tacoma, I had I had ways that was still on, and it was it was telling me like, hey, get off the freeway here because yeah. it's going to be terrible. Yeah. And then it sent me off into like I thought maybe the app was broken, and the places it had to send me to save time yeah. on the freeway through Tacoma was insane. So this is what I was going to say. So you guys all know that dick move that people pull when traffic is really bad, where they take the off ramp to an exit <laughs> and then they get right back on again, because for that quarter mile stretch, they, they have no traffic and they can get by 20 ish cars to get back on. 
my navigate my nav system actually had me do that i was like yeah. why are we getting off here where are we going to go i don't understand this is a no, weird no, no. exit just, to take just, just go around just got right back yeah, on just, again yeah, just, put me, just, just put me you asked me yeah. to save you time yeah so just shut up so you that, yeah. that's pretty actually you know that as as ideas go for your ai um on your on your nav app that's kind of clever i mean, I you're mean it's like, people are angry at you and you're just like i, I i'm just it's the app yeah. 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 apple maps yes. it's all apple maps so we you know we we took the trip down to oregon uh it list we, we had i don't want to make it sound like we didn't have a great time we actually had a really good time Really enjoyed seeing family. It had been a long time since my wife especially had seen my sister. I saw her briefly when I went to get my mom around Christmas time last year, but we hadn't seen them in a long time. So it was, it was really nice to catch up. We actually brought our cornhole set down with us, the boards and the bags, so that we could get some cornhole and going in the, in the backyard there. Turns out uh, my sister who, hey, Kim, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry for what I'm about to say, but uh, you were not, I think you would agree, incredibly smart person, not exactly a physically gifted athlete, and I will put myself in the same bucket. I've said many times when it came to football, I was good at football because I was big and could run into things fast. But if you told me to like hit a baseball or shoot a basketball at a hoop, I was god awful. Uh, so when it comes to hand-eye coordination, our family is not exactly top of the top of the charts when it comes to that stuff. My sister has found her game. Cornhole oh, is yeah. her game. Uh, my sister at one point sunk all four bags in the hole on the same round, which is something wow. I don't. I've had that cornhole set for a couple years. I've played many times on my own, even before I had that set camping in different places. I don't think I've ever done that. She's never played. She played for the first time with us there and did. Did, did she sandbag you like? Um, oh, that's I'm what not I'm starting. I'm good. starting to wonder if there's Which a little she, Paul Newman going on there with the the what was that pool she, movie? What was that? She the sting? Oh no! Um, uh, now the color of money. Yeah, that was the sequel to um, Cocktail. No, 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 no. no. Days well, of a, Days of Thunder. It was a movie. that was a lot, a Top lot Gun. further down the line. But no, it's, it's, it's okay. The original Tomboy. one with with uh, with him with Paul Newman was Tomboy. Yeah, sure. That thing you do. Uh, so anyway, so we 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 had a really good time. Uh, we did go to the Oregon coast proper. Walked out oh. on the beach. Uh, it was windy. It was not raining, and it was sixty five degrees. It was not fifty five. It was sixty five. So, but it feels like it's forty five. It does. It still feels yeah. like you're you're freezing cold. Everybody's got sweat jackets on. Like it's still. It's it's the most worthless beach in the world, I think. I won't even call it the beach. When people call it the beach, I get like really indignant. I call it the shore. Yeah, yeah. Because that feels less like vacationing yep. and more like just matter of fact. This is where the land ends and where the crappy water runs up against it and it's right. cold and miserable. So let's go. So we get back from that. Now go ahead, Steve. No, no. I just I was gonna say I I like it there, but you're not wrong about the weather. I'm just. You're, you're you're not wrong. So we get back from yeah. the Oregon coast, and then last night, yesterday was a Thursday. That's the day we typically record the show. We couldn't yesterday because it was my anniversary. 26 years of, of wedded bliss. So we went out to a Mexican restaurant, and we dropped our kids off at uh, some friends of ours. They have We're, we're very fortunate because they've got a son who's the exact same age as my son. They have a daughter who's the exact same age as my daughter. It works out great. 
We like them a lot. We get along really well. Dropped them off at the house. My wife took them to the house, dropped them off. They were going to stay with them while we had dinner. And then she comes back and gets me, and I'm thinking, well, how come we didn't invite them? Like, that's kind of a dick thing to do of say, like, here, watch our kids while we go to the restaurant that's literally five minutes. And on top of that, this is all going to tie together now. <laughs> the, the husband played for Oregon. He played for the Ducks. He was a football player for the Ducks, bringing it right back to Oregon again. The man has two autographed helmets of his hanging in the Mexican restaurant that we were going to. So when he goes in there, they know him by name. Like he's the, he's a, he's a, I think he would agree with this. I don't think I'm saying anything disparaging. He's a small town celebrity. They know him because he coached right. the high school football team in this town. Like, does he have a podcast he just endlessly talks about too? No, but he has asked to be on our podcast. Okay. So, so anyway, uh, so we were like, why, why did we not just ask them to come with us? The kids are old enough. They can stay by themselves and we'll go get dinner. So we did. We said like, Hey, come with us. Let's go get drinks and dinner. So they join us for this thing. And my wife and his wife start knocking back the margaritas. And they have a couple of regular size, what they, what the restaurant called large margaritas, which are in pretty decent size, like goblets. Effect. I mean, I can't describe them as anything else other than like big margarita thick. glasses. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're goblets. Yeah. So we, we get done eating and, and I can listen 26 years of marriage and an additional four to five years of dating on top of that. I know when my wife has had a couple, I know when she's starting to feel the buzz. I know when she's starting to, to get a little tipsy and my wife says, well, why don't we go into the bar now that we're done with dinner and we can have another drink before we head home. Ooh. And I'm not drinking at all. I'm, I'm having water at this point or Coke or, you know, I'm, I'm nothing alcoholic is the point. So we go into the bar and the, the guy serving us there says, you know, what size they order margaritas again. And he says, well, what size do you want? And she says, we want the large because that's what she got at the restaurant. And he very deliberately said the large of the restaurant is not the large of the bar. Just so you're aware, the large of the bar is much larger. <laughs> Are you sure you want to get the large? It's just the kind it's, that you always see, like, group photos. Yeah. And then, yeah. It's, yeah, it's a fish tank, yeah. not yeah. a fish bowl. So so they, yeah. so they, they, you know, she's, of course, you know, she, after he left, she even Don't said. Don't you talk back to me. Well, she said, we already got the large. We know what the large is. I think I know what a large is. Like, she's, even though he very matter-of-factly explained that it's not the same thing. Not the same thing. I don't know why okay. I said it like that, but no, no. Well, uh, I, I think it just really talks about the desperation of the moment. Yeah. I mean, so well, I yeah. think this is just years of her like being explained what the size of something is and just totally. her not believing totally. it. Frankly. I mean, it's it's the twenty sixth anniversary. It's the chimichanga anniversary. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. so you're there. You're 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 gonna you gotta you gotta get the large margarita, even if she does have pinwheel eyes from being a little. <laughs> so, so they they bring out these these two margaritas and they are they're not the they're not the the novelty size that tracy mentioned where you see like five people drinking from them in mexico but they are they're big like if i had to if i had to describe it i would say like cut a am not even exaggerating cut a volleyball in half and and that's <laughs> the the cup that these are filled with with blended margarita so a, a regulation size volleyball yeah so the husband yeah, not, and, not some tether ball the husband yeah, and i about... are talking across the table and we're just chatting away and the girls are sitting across from each other and they're chatting away while they're drinking these margaritas 
so uh <laughs> needless to say and 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 my wife didn't know I was gonna say this but I'm just gonna say this like it, it, there's there's no denying it uh she was over the toilet most of the night by the time we got oh. back hurling yeah. these giant margaritas back forcefully back into the the toilet bowl uh from whence they came uh she I, I, they didn't come from a toilet bowl I'm just saying she 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 took them from one bowl effectively and put them back into another bowl later in the evening and it was it was it was pretty gnarly so the 26th wedding anniversary Steve apparently is not the chimichanga anniversary it is the the projectile vomiting anniversary I did, I didn't know that so did did blimpy come up <laughs> I know it did. it did. It did. It did. And Steve, so Steve's the, what he's referencing is way back in the day. Like when we were in our twenties uh, and we had moved over here, uh, my wife got really hammered once and she was out with some work friends and got really hammered and ate a bunch of like uh, corn chips. And they weren't just corn chips. They were like the blue, you know, when they do the thing where they mix the blue, the red and the yellow into one bowl, you've got different colors oh, of corn are, chips. Those are delicious. Yeah. Yeah. So she was, she was effectively vomiting like some country's flag by the time all that stuff came back up again, because it was blue. <laughs> well, I guess that'd be ours. Uh, it was red, white, and blue. But uh, that's patriotic. But uh, so and and she was because she was listen again. She was in her twenties. She was working for a restaurant chain, whether you have them or not, called Red Robin. Uh, and and she was worried she was going to get fired because all of her work friends had seen her this drunk. And so she was she was crying, the typical drunk crying of a twenty year old, saying that she was going to have to go work at Blimpy's. So <laughs> because I can't help but be a dick. She's over the, the over the toilet last night, hurling, and I said, "You know what this means? This means you're probably gonna have to work at Blimpy's." <laughs> oh, that's good. That's a good callback. And a twenty year callback. Yeah, that's and the fantastic. the look that was returned in my direction said, "Now's not the time for jokes, Dave." And so I I stopped and instead got her some Tums and Pepto. Uh, so. Did you hold her hair or anything, gentlemanly? No, like, but I did. And say it'll be okay. In all honesty, I did at her request. It wasn't something I came up with, but I did get her a rubber band so she could put her hair back. So, oh, Dad, uh, that's very so. Tess, good. I love you. Happy twenty sixth, and uh, sorry uh, about the what a great the, story. The Blue like joke. Twenty six. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tracy, what'd you do last week? Well, I was uh, th this week. Of course, uh, I spent most of my time working, but. Uh, the uh, you and I had a conversation this week about how we are probably approaching a time, yeah, that uh, all of the rock gods or people that we've looked up to in our life, like it's coming soon, where about one a day may actually drop off. And it's in, and we've seen, we've seen some, we saw obviously Dusty Hill, and we've seen, um. Uh, the singer from Metal Church's last name Wells. I, I can't remember his first name, but um, and then uh, of course um, Eric Wagner uh, had passed away of trouble, and I and I got to thinking about um, that this week about in in his case in particular, it was a, it was a couple of years ago. We'd gone to El Corazon to which which was funny that uh, yeah. uh, Gene the Werewolf had talked about, and this place is. It's a dump. It used to be called the Off Ramp Tavern. Yeah. Then it used to be called a number of different other things. But El Corazon is basically it's got a big stage, but there's a pole in the middle, and this is very Seattle esque. Yep. I mean, it's uh, 
uh, it's in the the bathrooms are atrocious and everything. But uh, his band, The Skull, was playing there, and I went there like on a Thursday night, one of the worst nights to sell tickets. And I felt bad for him because definitely I knew by looking at the crowd, I had played the bigger crowds that yeah. he w- has played that night. Yeah. And so he's got his drink tickets and stuff there. And so uh, I called him over to a table because he's just hanging out in the bar just to see, you know, who, you know, if he can score some extra drinks or whatever before the show, sit down and talk with him. And he's, cause I hadn't seen their band in maybe like 18 or 20 years. And we just talked about this time. And he said, like, he goes, I'm a lifer. I, I just, I know this is what I'm going to do with my life. This is what I'm good at. I don't do it for money. And, you know, I'm here getting to talk to you, which again, that's probably all he talked about for the last two years of his life. But, um, the, um, but you know, he talked about just in general, what the, uh, what the, uh, just the magnitude of just being a pretty fairly successful, well-known, but perpetually poor musician was like he was clearly a burnout and like i was telling you there were probably about five or six different things that were battling to kill him um but i forget which one won the lottery but um i i got to thinking about that this week about just like these these rock gods and in these rock stars that we've known in our lives that will begin dropping off with greater regularity and there's there's very few of them who i mean you've got your acdcs and you've got your kisses and you've got a few others that could potentially like still sell out stadiums or arenas and do quite well but for the most part any of those like big iconic rock bands they're playing pretty small places now and you see this now on on videos on youtube streams (laughs) and things like that where they're it's just like, I mean, you take, yes, it has a more glamorous side just in terms of public perception than, say, an electrician or a plumber or a truck driver or some blue-collar, hardworking job like that. But it's the same thing where you've gone down that road long enough, you couldn't really do anything at this stage in your life. You couldn't do anything different if you wanted to because you've, right. you've, you've grown into one trade You've got you've mastered that trade and sorry, we don't need electricians anymore. Sorry, we don't need truck drivers anymore. I mean, that's effectively what a a rock star is, is somebody just said, hey, we don't need rock stars anymore. It doesn't really work that way anymore. He's basically an Olympic Peninsula logger uh, circa 1995 that there's nothing to do. Correct. And so. You see these guys, you know, you said that of him like playing El Corazon. It's we've said it before on the show. We've talked about it before on the show. I saw Quiet Riot at the Thunderbird Travel Lodge in Ellensburg, Washington. This was a band that played for 110,000 people at the Us Festival in 1983. They went from that to 28 people in the Rainbow Room at the Thunderbird Motel and Lodge in, in Ellensburg, Washington. And it's I don't. It's got to really think, screw with your head. But the thing is, though, I think the notoriety, notoriety and fame, or the respect in 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 an industry, is currency itself. Because I remember Kerrang magazine over in Europe had written this thing about how Metallica had like stayed after to look at like troubles, uh, like sound setup. And this is like just lore. Yep. Talking about because they were like a very just heavy. They created the genre basically of doom metal, and uh, and 
that he carries with it. He carried with it those stories, those fame. He could go to Seattle and talk to somebody the likes of me, which that that that's amazing enough. I mean, I don't yeah. Have to go further I mean, into that. Yeah, I mean, what an honor for him. But um, <laughs> the uh, but he could, but he could make friends wherever, and he could actually live a life doing the things that he valued, even though it actually probably didn't pay a great yeah. amount of bills yeah. in his life. Yeah, I mean, like, what's what's Kevin DeBro gonna do? Is he gonna go park his ass at a at a desk at a State Farm and start selling you insurance? Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, I know. You, that you know, you you can't. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you're you got to play the Thunderbird because otherwise, and and okay. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> what is happening? Okay. okay. Um. I'm I'm really I'm trying I'm trying to deter, to determine if if this like terrible humble brag of a story is gonna like be worth it or oh, not. Oh, I like it, where this is going. Well, any yeah, any yeah, Steve humble brag is worth this. Yeah, for, go ahead. Uh, for me and Dave, go I, ahead. I, I do have an El Corazon story I want to share in just a moment, but Steve, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so, uh, so I I I I played I played in a band. It wasn't a big deal. Um, it we got some minor success and like. Vi- my the minorist the minorist success um and i i know i make that kevin dubro joke about you know selling uh selling insurance to somebody and somebody comes in and, and recognizes him from the cover of the quiet this is not that but this is a little bit of that and it's it, it stung for me so it had to i mean the idea of that must be absolutely terrible i was Walking alongside um, my uh, my supervisor, um, <laughs> and we sold like I I was selling um, uniform services like la- la- laundry services, right? Sure, sure. Um, and you go to businesses they rent they rent pants and shirts and jackets and stuff from you weekly. Somebody else drops it off. You know, you're in a suit and tie, and you're talking to. Um, you know, garage owners and you're talking to hospitals and you're talking to all these different places about getting these different uniforms. So I'm walking around doing what we call prospecting, where we go door to door, say hi, introduce yourself, that kind of thing. I'm walking with my supervisor on, on the road, right? There's a, there's a like barely a sidewalk there and I'm just walking and I'm talking and this car passes and immediately hits the brakes, pulls over, and a guy gets out of his car and he says, you're Steve Dam. <laughs> and, and I don't know who this person is. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I am. He's like, oh, I saw you in your band. And and that was awesome. I, we used to go to your shows all the time. It was really cool. I'm like, oh, thank you. know, just thank you very much. That was, that was great. Oh, man, you're great. What what are you what are you doing now? Are you still playing? No, I'm I'm I'm. Uh, I'm selling uniform services right now. And he's like, Oh, he looks at me. He's like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, and he's like, all right, well, you know, it was great to see him, man. That was a great band. All right. You know, he's, and then he leaves, like gets in his car and goes, my supervisor turns to me and said, you should have tried to sell him some pants. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, and, and I, and I'm like, you know, that kind of stung a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's, there's that side of it where you've, you're, you're, you were born and raised a rock star. You had some degree of success and now you're working some desk job 
There's also the side of it where, again, when I saw Quiet Riot at the, the Thunderbird, this is a man who was used to playing on stages at Wembley and massive right. arenas where he could literally take his microphone stand and throw it in the air above him and spin it in the air and then catch it again. And you could tell he had been trained to do this. He had learned to do this over so many years that he didn't realize that he was standing under eight-foot ceilings. Yeah. And he went to do that same thing and stuck it through the fake ceiling of the Thunderbird. And then a bunch of dust and shit came down on the the very obvious wig that he oh, was wearing. God. That, so, that would have been fodder for the, the next spinal tap. Yeah. Um, and he, and he literally had to pull it out of the ceiling because he got it stuck in one of the tiles up there. So anyway... But no, what I was going to say about El Corazon is so there's a there's a, a band that flirted again with some success, had a had a couple of chart topping hits, I guess. The band's called Buckcherry. And their sure. first single that they released that kind of put them on the map was this song called Lit Up. And Lit Up has the lyrics of I love the cocaine, I love the cocaine. It's like it's in the chorus. So <laughs> you're not getting a job at Boeing. We go to we go to El Corazon. <laughs> Now keep in mind, okay, no this is one of those like know your audience things. If if Paul Stanley really delved into his audience and really put a gun to their head, they don't want to rock and roll all night and party every day. They want to occasionally rock and roll at least until 10 and then right. sleep in the following day. Like that's and then but, after 10 it's kind of pushing it. Right. Like, perhaps party all like a uh, one Saturday right. a month. Right. So yeah. so yeah. so Buck Cherry's got this cocaine song. So he leads this thing off with this crowd at El Corazon, which is a crowd of me's. It's a crowd of at that point mid 30, late 30s dudes, probably white collar dudes who went to this show because they saw this band on MTV. So he starts this thing off by the typical, like, hey, who out there likes to party? And, uh, you know, I, I make it sound like he's in a stadium, but everybody's like, yeah, yeah. Everybody's cheering. Who that's, much, that's, that's far more accurate. Who out there <laughs> likes to drink whiskey? And then, yeah. Because, so, you know, I mean, sure, everybody likes a good glass yeah. of whiskey. On, on occasion, yeah. And who yeah. out there likes rock and roll? And, uh, he's doing the Paul Stanley thing, like, right? And then right. he hits us with the question, who out there likes snorting cocaine? Silence. The crowd is like, because nobody, it was a crowd of white collar stiffs. We're all like, uh, that, that, that's too far. That, yeah. that, that's, uh, that's, that's, no, that uh, seems, my, that my office, uh, does drug testing. Yeah, I don't is, believe I'm yeah. going to be no, able to partake of that. I don't uh, enjoy the, or... I don't enjoy the cocaine at all. And so it was the I most drive for Frito-Lay and they do not play. <laughs> I will never forget that show. Cause it was the, the flattest way to start a song because of all the stiffs in the Seattle area. Now, if he had said like, who out there likes to do black tar heroin? The, I oh, think the crowd oh, would have yeah. been right he, in. He, he would have got or some. Perhaps, yeah. Uh, who <laughs> likes a strong cup of coffee? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Woo. Woo. yeah. So anyway, all right. Uh, we're we're running long, muffin. Steve. Make it make it quick. What'd you do last week? Uh, yeah, you know, I uh, continue to work on my podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's pretty great. Um, no, you know. Um, uh, plowing through, uh, you know, Wait more work, oh. um, at, uh, oh, no at the with this big, nope. You know what? We were working on the driveway. It's, it's coming along great. Um, mm. you know, we're, we had Zach's birthday. Um, See, okay. Week. Wait a minute. You the always do 16. this. Hang on. You always do this. 
I, I always make a point of making sure I say my wife, my wife, or I say my wife, Tessa, or whatever it is. You throw these names out as though everybody who listens to the show should know who the hell Zach is. They don't know Zach from, from Adam. You got to tell them who Zach is. Zach's so your Zach son. Is your Adam. Weird, Zach's your weird uncle. Yeah. Adam's, Adam's my brother-in-law. Adam is Zach's uncle. Um, right. So Zach is my son. There! Um, yes! Yeah. He and he 16. loves the cocaine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does. He's he's yeah. He's all lit up again. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, it, he turned sixteen. We went over and we saw my folks and um, and got to stay the night over at their house and um, and hang out. We got a dog sitter, you know, and uh, hung out. What did you? Have? My... Did they fix breakfast? They did. They did have breakfast. Um, and he got to hang out with the folks. We went up on the roof and, and cleared it off. Saw some of the home improvements they'd done. It was, it was pretty great. Um, tried to figure out what they're going to do with this giant branch on the tree. It was, it was a wonderland. It this, really was. You it guys was great. know how to party. This is a, but, <laughs> what? That likes cocaine. Uh, this is a, a, your mom yelling that over breakfast. Uh, Steve, this is, this is one of those things you bring up a, an interesting thing because I'm joking, honey. It's powdered sugar. The same thing happened when I went to visit my family. We had breakfast and we don't typically have, we don't have pancakes and bacon and eggs and those types of things. And I always ask myself, why don't we, why don't we do this more? And yeah, I know people are busy and all that kind of stuff, but we never do it. Even on a weekend. Do you guys do, do you ever do like a proper breakfast where you have pancakes or waffles or bacon or eggs or hash browns or anything like that well i'm on hundreds of uh, milligrams of stimulant that i take in the morning and it makes me not want food until about five in the afternoon (laughs) so i if i'm if i miss my medication i'll totally i'll totally throw down on some breakfast but if not i'm i'm really not interested and i love making breakfast everybody loves making it they love eating it tracy what about you you see and i'm gonna say this wait don't 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 spoil it don't spoil it oh I was going to say, don't spoil it, because I think you are the type of person who does occasionally have the proper breakfast, but no. Well, I mean, I used to, but not so much anymore. But interestingly, like last week, I did take the family. The thing is, it's so it's such heavy calories and it's uh, it's very carb heavy and it doesn't always make me feel real good after eating it. And I probably I might embarrass myself with the amount that I actually do eat when I do. I mean, not probably but uh we have a fantastic like breakfast place just down the street and so i've said hey what if we walked to it yeah and i thought maybe the calories i burned but it didn't it didn't work no it doesn't that doesn't matter i we do a we do breakfast for dinner on occasion which means um which means my son zach is um is very annoyed when when we do that because he wants he wants pasta and that's pretty much it yeah um but when when i say hey you know i'm thinking we're gonna do breakfast for dinner he's like don't pull that well this is this is the other tracy brings up a really good point too that's also part of the mystique about breakfast you can't find like maybe i guess you could maybe find me like a diner where eating dinner there would have some extra cool added value because of the diner that you're at but by and large, lunch and dinner at a diner, eh, yeah, it's fine. It's great. But like you go to a good greasy spoon or a good diner. I'm not talking a Denny's or a Sherry's or anything like that. I'm talking like a proper mom and pop diner. 
Yeah. And you get the breakfast there. It is, there's just something, and you know, you're probably eating powdered eggs and shitty pancakes that were made from, not from scratch, but from a mix that they get. It doesn't matter. There's something about it where you've got those little porcelain brown coffee cups where they're pouring yeah. the, the coffee in there and the smells mm. and all that. Breakfast has this cool factor to it. And I don't know why I don't partake in it. And, and you can get it in any town. You can just drop into right. almost any town and find a place that will do breakfast properly. Yeah. If I go to a, if I go to a cafe, um, like I will do research before I go to see if they have one particular type of thing that I like. I, I really like cocaine. Um, my, my, <clears throat> yeah, I'm all lit up again. Um, the, uh, the Monte Cristo sandwich. Um, are you, are you both familiar with the Monte Cristo sandwich? Yeah. Made popular by the count. No, uh, no. Uh, maybe I don't know. I never. I didn't read Alexander Dumas's. Is that the um, one that has like thinly sliced meat on it? Okay, so it's and you, and you get it served in jail, and it makes you so angry. You spend the rest of your life like, like engaging, uh, contemplating in a, a revenge. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. A revenge I, I plan that that you yeah. that you hatch, and it's absolutely fantastic. Um, so the Monte Cristo sandwich is um, ham, turkey. Okay inside bread that is french toast okay um and typically there's like um there's some there's some swiss cheese in there and it's so it's it, some places deep fry that all right so it's a sandwich that's made of french toast deep fried powdered sugar and then they give you either orange compote to dip it in or like a like a raspberry jam or jelly I prefer, and this is, this is how sick I am. I don't care how they prepare the Monte Cristo sandwich, as long as the jam or jelly is either strawberry or raspberry, because I don't want any of that orange marmalade. I oh, think sure. It yeah. It absolutely yeah. ruins it. But I will, I will look up if I'm traveling to a new town or back in, back in the old days before times, I would be like, okay, what place has a Monte Cristo sandwich? And I can only do this once every maybe six months if I push it because it, it, it's one of those things that makes you feel like a superhero when you're eating it. And then like you were just completely defeated by a super villain when you're done, right? <laughs> just yeah. devastated. Yeah, you were but same with cocaine. so, so that's, that's really my, my go-to if I can. Um, what, what do you two, what do you two order when you're, when you're ordering breakfast at a diner? Go ahead, Tracy. Just usually, uh, some kind of scramble usually yeah. I, I try to what I try to do whenever I eat at someplace that's that's small I don't want to specialize I don't want to put somebody else in a position to disappoint me so I go with the simplest thing that I believe they can do well it's not like it's not like whatever the biggest skillet is and they just they fill <laughs> yeah. it with whatever was left over from yeah. yesterday yeah exactly so i mean just you know maybe corned beef hash or something like that but oh, okay. uh that's yeah and then uh once you kind of just add the eggs and then uh then anything that will just not put me in a coma an hour later all right give me Dave, what do you got give me a stack of jacks uh mm -hmm. i want i will diligently go through and butter in between each layer of the <laughs> flapjacks you can't just put this the butter. This reminds me that story you told me <laughs> about what you, your your midnight snack. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's that's when I gained way too much weight uh, in my youth uh, because I would 
I would slather on. I'd basically use a half a half a tub of margarine on a stack of six Eggo waffles and eat that and then go back to but so I, I want that. I want the flapjacks. I always ask the server, whoever it is, uh, I'd like bacon, but can you please tell the person cooking it? I'm okay with it being borderline ash. Like make it yeah. so crispy, crunchy that it just dissolves in my mouth into nothing. And then I get scrambled eggs. That's my like go-to. But I am one of those people who's very particular about the maple syrup. I will I will literally ask for a second plate that I can put the bacon on and that I can put the eggs on so that I can put maple syrup all over the pancakes. I don't want the maple syrup touching the bacon or the eggs. That's awful to me. That's a oh, disgusting okay. thing. That's only for the pancakes, and I and and they need to stay separate. So that's where I get a little weird with it. And then the other thing that I want all the time, anytime I go to one of these types of places, I'm not a coffee guy. I want a big glass of orange juice. Massive, oh. the biggest glass you can get me. Big glass of orange juice to go with all that. And to Tracy's point, by the time I walk out the door, it's around 10,000 calories that I've consumed <laughs> with, with this breakfast, which is... Maybe yeah. that's why we don't do it more often. I don't know. Yeah, if I can't get a Monte Cristo, my... I, I, scrambled eggs was my go-to but now i'm getting them poached and some places won't poach them for you i'm like what the hell yeah come on just just poach a couple eggs give me some toast and i'm and i'm pretty happy with with a simple poached egg breakfast if i can't get the worst thing yeah possible totally. for you yeah yeah i'll just take a a, a light you know protein <laughs> poaching Looking forward to tracy's breakfast minute next week we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break on the dave and steve show we'll be right back after this are you tired of the same old funeral service every time is the same old pastor just going on and on blah 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 are you dying now and want to go out with a bang want to make your friends and family laugh one more time will these questions ever stop We've got every dearly departing gag on the market, from fake cremated ashes to the creepy moving hand in the coffin. Crazy Mike's is home to the original spring-loaded casket. Wait, then it's a black. Try our new fake celebrity service and have a share. David Duchovny, Lil' Kim, or former President Bill Clinton impersonator show up and speak at the service. Up to ten minutes, share gets one song. After the service, unwind with an all-night dance party to send your stiff off in style. Crazy Mike's is the only funeral home with a lighted dance floor and on-call music man, DJ, DJ Tombstone. Tombstone. Nothing, and we mean nothing, will bring your grandfather, mother, little girl, lover, uncle, aunt, or landlord back from the dead. So laugh it off at Crazy Mike's Funeral Home. Hi, I'm Mike, and I put the fun in funeral. Laughing it up at Crazy Mike's. Crazy Mike's does not accept gas check or charge. Must be paid in smiles or pizza. Forget the smiles, just pizza. Crazy Mike is not a licensed funeral home director in any way, shape, or form and has never shown any kind of responsibility towards anything. He's kind of a loser. Do not leave Mike alone with a body due to a court order. Better yet, don't use this service at all. Helix was a wicked concert. F*** this whole lot of dope with that concert. I mean, they had good lyrics. Like, give me an R, O, C, K, and then the crowd yells rock really loud. Now that's a f***ing concert. Rushes don't do stuff like that. And they got these lyrics about... How trees are talking to each other, how different sides of your brain works, or outer space bullshit. It's true, Dave and I like a lot of the same kinds of music, but the overlap is surprisingly small. Dave likes hair bands, and while I somewhat agree, I like progressive metal and punk too. 
Dave likes songs that are down home and true to life, while I like songs about rainbows, dragons, and girls with big knockers. Music for us is like two old men who both like eggs for breakfast, but can never agree on how they should be prepared. That's why I want to thank Gene the Werewolf for giving us such an important moment to bond. This has been Tracy's, just kidding, Dave likes songs about knockers too. Minute. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird that you said that because that's that's the point I was going to raise. If you hadn't called it that, I was actually going to say, now wait a minute. I am a fan of a lot of bands that sing about <laughs> knockers. This is weird. I don't. I, you have. So. And, and most of the songs I, I like that involve that subject matter, I, I got from you. So I credit you for that. Hey, speaking of bands, next week, if all goes well, we're going to have another band on. Uh, I, I don't want to really talk about it too much because I'm not quite sure if this is going to happen yet or not. But uh, tune in next week and find out if we talk to another band that, that likes to sing about knockers, I guess. I don't know. Oh, that sounds lovely. Uh, is the, I don't know if I did that right or not. Can't, can't they get a doorbell? I don't understand. uh so right now obviously here in the states uh we're not gonna we're not gonna touch on this too long i just want to get to the the reason i'm about to say what i'm about to say but we're gonna blow past the reason uh which is covid covid numbers are going up we've still got lots of issues obviously we're, we're seeing numbers rise again but in the town that i used to live in just prior to this one uh they have a massive uh state fair every year and the state fair is back. They're doing it this year. Mm-hmm. And I read through their list mm-hmm. of things. I thought it was a county fair, though, right? It's not well, a state it's a, fair. It's, a, it's the yeah, Evergreen it's... State Fair. And oh, it's a, I, it's I thought you knew the, the town that we used to live in has no, a big... No, Sorry, I'm sorry about that. Yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. It, it's, so I'm talking Monroe. The Evergreen State Fair, the town that I lived in just before the one that I live in now. So... I read through their list of precautions that they're taking to ensure the safety of everybody. Uh, they've installed some extra hand sanitizers. Uh, the the people who run the rides and games have uh, hand sanitizing nappies available if you want to wipe your hands with a, a cloth that's that's given to you. Or uh, wipe down the ride. They're limiting... Right. They're limiting the number of people who can enter the fair, but they do not specify... I mean, it could be five less people than what they normally let in. They don't really say. Uh, and there's there's masks. It's a way for them to turn away people they don't want in. <laughs> there's masks available upon request, but they're not required. So where do I where do I go to get my mask? <laughs> so I am not. Uh, it's a bummer because I really hoped that I I've said to you guys on the show before. I'm not a big fan of a fair. I don't like crowds of people. I don't like loud groups of people, especially I, like if I go to a concert, the band drowns out the crowd. So I don't really notice that the crowd's there, but I don't like a lot of people. And when it comes to the fair, I see how my kids, how much, because let's be honest here, the fair for adults, you go to the fair because you want to eat some of the shitty food that they have there that's, as we said previously, is 10,000 calories for each food truck you stop at. But you want to get some of that really awful fair food. You want to do a little people watching, because let's be clear, the 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 people that like to attend fairs, that it, it's all walks of people, and some of them are amazing to watch at the fair. Mm-hmm. But by and large, for adults, a fair-going experience, at least to me, is for your kids. 
do you both agree with that or or do you do either of you just love going to the fair even as an adult because i can tell you right now if that same food truck was just parked down the street somewhere all day long i would just go to that food truck instead of dealing with the hassle of a county state whatever fair i do like the fact that when you go to the fair it's like you have you have an excuse to eat like that um you're, you're kind of like we're at the fair. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, of course I'm going to eat a personal pan pizza yeah. that was dipped in flash frozen butterscotch. Yeah. I'm absolutely <laughs> yeah. going to eat yeah. that, yeah. you know? Yeah. And but but yeah, if the if the you know, pizza butterscotch food truck came, you know, down the street, I'd have to drive by it every day and be like, mm mm. Yeah. No, no, I can't. I, and sure. I would never eat there. But that's the only thing is the uh is the excuse of the event being the reason you have to do it. Otherwise you're not American, which I yeah. will totally. And I'll in our totally home, Tracy, I'm going to, I'm going to get to you, but in our hometown, Steve, the other, the other advantage of a small town fair as an adult is you go to the fair because you know, you're going to see people that you haven't seen in a long time. Yeah. You're going to bump yeah. into people who have left the town and have come back for the yearly fair. They're there with their families. All so there was the added benefit of that. If if you're like now me, the t the town that has this fair that I'm talking about right now, it's a pretty large town. The chances of you actually running into somebody you know, with it, I think I bumped into Tracy once at this fair like yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. It's that kind of thing of maybe you'll see somebody, but that's not even part of it anymore. So that even is taken out as a as a factor. Tracy, do you like the, not your band playing at the fair or anything like that. Do you like attending a fair as an adult? No, I don't. And there's almost <laughs> nothing about it that I like. Uh, just it, all the things I loved about it as a teenager and uh, having traveled with my father uh, in the carnival business, we saw a lot of fairs. So yeah. I did love it, but that, that has sort of run its course with me and, and the food makes me just the smell of it makes me nauseous. There's almost nothing I like. And the bands are terrible. Well, uh, it, it, is a, it is a, by and large at the fair, there's a fairs are exist for a reason. And I get it. A fair exists to make a lot of money and they make a lot of money from their rides and they make a lot of money from their, their uh, food and they make a lot of money from their very lopsided games that are the deck is mm -hmm. stacked against you if you're going to play these things. So I understand how all that works. And the local merchants that are there to kind of just sell their stuff. And sure, at elevated fair prices, without a doubt. So, but the the point of all this is that last year I had a very cut and dry excuse: fairs canceled, COVID, couldn't do it. Sorry, we can't go this year. This year the fair is in town, and it's functioning but i'm still trying to play that card of and listen at the end of the day the chances of me getting covid from that fair i don't know what they would be but i i'm outdoors especially if we stuck to higher yeah <laughs> it would be higher especially if we stuck to the outdoor portions of the fair the chances are relatively low because we would be safe we'd have we'd be yeah. the family that had our masks on the whole time we'd be sanitizing the whole time my wife would be squirting sanitizer on us every five seconds so would we get covid i don't know probably not but this is still my excuse i have now as of today told my kids we're not doing the fair this year 
we we can't. The pandemic's still going on. This is a thing. Oh wow! And I feel a little selfish because we could do the fair, but we're not doing. I, and, and they're like, you went a different angle than I would have gone. Well, they're like, wait, I, I, they, I, they, I, they, I would have said, hey, look, I already did the Oregon coast. Who am I, Job? How much crap do I have to put up with? <laughs> this is what I was gonna say. Is they they brought that up. They said, well, wait a minute, Job. We just. <laughs> We just we just did Hawaii. We just did the Oregon coast. We've been around a ton of people. You should have switched that around, by the way. You start with you start with the Oregon coast and then and you land on Hawaii because that's gotta be the you gotta you can't drill it home with the Oregon coast. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's what the, that's what they came back at me with, and I, I stood my ground. But spoiler alert for everybody listening. It has nothing to do with COVID, or it has very little to do with COVID. It has to do with the fact that I've waited my entire life to have an excuse to not attend a fair, and oh, I have wow. a great excuse now, and I'm going to ride this pony as long as I can. Yeah, this is a this is a tremendous silver lining, and yeah. uh, it should be celebrated, yes. Yeah. The silver lining is that we're about to do headlines. You ready, Tracy? And now, straight from the Dave and Steve Show news desk in beautiful Anytown, USA Plaza, it's Tracy Green with this week's headline. A Connecticut woman said a bear sighting on her home security camera made for a hysterical afternoon when it was filmed stealing an Amazon package from her front porch. Mm hmm. I knew nothing in there was going to be irreplaceable, but Amazon had dropped off the packages maybe five minutes before I got the alert on my security camera. And then I got a second alert five minutes later and I was taken aback, but I wasn't expecting anything to anyone else to be in the driveway. The package contents, toilet paper, Levine said, as she found the package in her neighbor's yard shortly after the bear thief made off with it oh god i was gonna be like what does a bear want with you know 12 enema kits anyway you know like <laughs> but no it's toilet paper a, a bear yeah. a bear Who's poops a in, a bear the, poops the in the woods so they do need the toilet paper yeah well, it, it must have been charmin uh, yeah the, didn't that they have like a bear mascot that uh used yeah. toilet so I, I have toilet. i have two questions yes uh one the first one is have either We'll start with Tracy. Tracy, have you ever had an Amazon package or any package stolen off of your front porch or your property? Yes. And how often is this a one-time thing or is this a common thing? It's happened less now that uh, it isn't It isn't common. It happened early on, I think, when we were uh, homeless. Okay. Um, not homeless, but home fewer moments <laughs> out of the day. Yeah. When we were homeless... We had fewer packages hey, stolen. How about this. a little less shopping at Amazon and a little more focus on getting yourself a house? Yeah, that's uh, that was one of the things we kind of had to look in the mirror. A yeah. mirror that we, uh, we it was an hour mirror. <laughs> that you got from Amazon. Mirror, but, yeah, uh, Steve, how about you? Have you had stuff stolen? No. Yeah, no. we we never have either. I know lots of people that have. We have not. We've never we've never lost a package. And it, so my second question is: Have you guys seen? Because I actually think it would be amazing to do this to a bear. But have you guys seen the videos where the people make either the glitter or the stink bombs <laughs> oh, or yes. the glitter stink bombs that, that blow up in the car after they take the package? It would be kind of awesome to do this to a bear and just watch oh, the bear's yeah. reaction to a glitter bomb yeah, exploding. Several M80s in yeah. there and just... <laughs> 
I'm excited for like, you know, several generations down the line of bears that like work in packs to get the right Amazon packages and they follow the Amazon, they follow the Amazon trucks around. That's, that's, it's coming. It's coming. Totally true. In the clip, the bear can be seen holding the Amazon box in its mouth as it slowly ambles away from Mm. Levine's Bristol, Connecticut home. I think ambles was probably the word I was looking for last week when I uh, said you were lumbering. Yeah, Ambles is good. Ambles, that was that, that would have been better. Yeah, so sorry about that. Callback. Second story, known <laughs> as one of the world's most terrifying amusement parks. Hello. A roller coaster in Japan's Fuji Q Highland area, located near the base of Mount Fuji, uh, has been shut down by the region's government. The closure came after several passengers sustained fractured bones while on the ride though the exact cause of the injuries has stumped officials now the coaster known for its quote super death speeds is the fastest accelerating roller coaster in the world going from zero to 112 miles per hour in 1.56 seconds oh oh yeah so this would a couple of things (laughs) i'm six foot five uh and I guarantee this coaster was made for people of Japanese size, which are not six foot five on <laughs> you're average. Edit, you're going to want to edit that right out. And so the, no, come on. This is, this is, it's, I, I, I'm, I'm a big lumbering oaf of an American. Rumbling. Uh, and if I got in that coaster, I guarantee I, half of my body would be sticking up above the seat back. And when the coaster took off, it would just snap me in half. I'd just be bent over backwards and break in half and be done. So, but I don't understand, even if you're in a coaster that's built for your size and shape, I don't understand how anybody could have thought this was a good idea. Anybody at all would think going from zero to 112 in 1.5 seconds is like, hey, that's great fun. Now, now we had a guest whose father, I think, would have thought this was a good idea on the show about uh, Class Action Park. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, anyway, this air-launched ride also features the globe's largest loop. Uh, according to uh, the amusement park's website, the injuries that prompted the ride suspension occurred between December of 2020 and August of uh, this year. Uh, though the precise number of injured passengers varies depending on who you believe a report, four people have broken bones, according to one report, and another one says it has six. Of the six, four of them said that they had either a broken neck or back. This sounds like a story problem, but yeah. Okay. Um, that's, that's too many bones to be broken. I'd be more worried about what happens to my internal organs when they're all just mushed into the, into my, you know, the back of my rib cage. Yeah. Like I, that. This is, this is Nastra, Nastra, Jesus Christ. Nastra. This is NASA astronaut level shit here. Like this is, this is your training to go into space at this point. Like, this is not a normal thing, and I don't, again, I don't get it, but I'm going to use this as, I'm going to say that this roller coaster is at our, our current state fair, and that's another reason why we can't go. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. yeah you don't want to be anywhere near that yeah, coaster. That and the Oregon coast. Our third story, the cane toad, 
may be the poster animal for invasive species native to South America. It has been introduced into many other ecosystems in the hope that it would chow down on the agricultural pests. Instead, the toad has become a pest itself, notably in Australia, free from now predators and parasites because it conquered all of those in the native range. The toad uh, toad's poison glands have turned out to be a hazard for uh, most species that uh, try to eat it when it's been, where it's been introduced. Now, with no competition in the ecosystem, the toads have begun eating themselves. Oh. Yeah. How long until, like, people, like, start eating ourselves? Did you guys see that thing about the, uh, speaking of invasive species, did you see that whole thing about the murder hornets, how they basically put the little chips yeah. in them and tracked them back to their nest? And then recently, in, like, the last couple of days, they eradicated their nest. And there were 1,500 hornets of these killer hornets in this nest. Like yeah. I, I, and you think about like these toads, I'm sure, are the same way, which is it, all it takes is one. And then, they, and then they breed, and then they multiply, and then it becomes a thing. And then eventually they eat each other. So let's just let nature take its course. Yeah, but they, they'll probably eat a lot of things. And yeah, well, so with no competition, uh, they've begun basically uh, eating each other. So I think also this is what will happen when we've conquered all the other podcasts. So we'll start eating yeah. Steve podcast yeah. for sure. Yep. I expect to be eaten. Yes. Uh, a our fourth story, a judge has ordered a Western Michigan couple to pay $30,441 to their son for getting rid of his pornography collection u.s district Ooh. court paul maloney's decision this week came eight months after david working 43 won a lawsuit against his parents so he's 43 and won a lawsuit <laughs> more, more like david jerking am i right <laughs> <laughs> he said they had no right to throw out his collection of films magazines and other items we're working as uh lived at their Grand Haven home for 10 months after a divorce before moving uh, to, to Muncie, Indiana. Oh, David, you can't just be bringing those, those naughty f pictures out and showing, we have people from church over and it's, you can't be just showing all of those pictures to those. I mean, there's films in there that they, they'll trick you. They, they, it's like, like, like there's uh, somebody thought it was Harry Potter in there and that is not what it really said. And they put it in and they watched it and they watched quite a ways into it. And it was, it was disturbing. <laughs> I can't believe you had, why, why are you, why are you suing us for this? This is disgusting. Do you realize how many issues of we you have to have to, to reach 30 grand? Like that's a lot of, it's a lot of issues. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was a was a magazine that taught you how to speak French. Yeah. Oh, I made that mistake about ten times. That's it's ridiculous. Who anyway, was the, the judge... marketing department that decided to name that one? You I mean, yeah, you had you had lots of friends growing up who had a Playboy stash somewhere, or who had mm -hmm. a Hustler stash. One, they had some like a cousin had given them a magazine or whatever it was, and they had that black, one black market porn. They had that one copy, and then everybody had that one friend who had $30,000 worth of pornography. They had the Wheeze and the Cherries and these obscure magazines that you've never heard of before. You're like, I don't, 
wow, what is this? I only I thought yeah. Playboy was the only one. What is this? Wh- doesn't even have staples in it. <clears throat> yeah. So we, it was, yeah. It's a, my uh, in my first band, the bass player. He's he's like uh, somebody made a joke about Playboy. He's like, nah, nah, I don't like that stuff at all. And I was like, listening, like, really? And he's like, no, I like the magazines where the name of the magazine is what's in the magazine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what? I remember, I remember vividly laughing at at a, this kid, Steve. Well, I shouldn't even say his name. I won't say his name, even though he's not. We're not associated with him at all anymore, and I don't think he would be listening. I still won't say his name. But I, there was a kid who I remember laughing because I thought he was making a joke when he told me that he had 20 issues of Screw Magazine. I was like, there's no it's, <laughs> ah, there's no such thing as Screw Magazine. That'd be funny if there was. And then, sure enough, he had 20 copies of Screw Magazine. So, uh, Yeah, that's 20 copies. But, but you know what I mean? We always Everybody had that one friend that had... Like, how did you get this? How did you acquire this? You're 14 years old. It's like, yeah. <clears throat> well, no, because you wanted to look through it. It's like they, everybody swore to secrecy. It's like, <clears throat> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where it came from. Yeah. I don't know. Just appeared one day. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the judge followed the value set by an expert. <laughs> uh, workings uh, parents also must pay $14,500 to their son's attorney. So after moving to Indiana, working learned that this possession was missing. Uh, frankly, David, I did you a big favor by getting rid of all this stuff. His dad said in an email, David, I just, I backed the truck up and I, I, I put it all in the back of the truck and I took it down to the transfer station and that's where it's getting. And you know what? They were, they were happy to get it at the transfer station. (laughs) I, I, I threw it out and you could not believe how fast they went in there to try and help to get rid of it as fast as they did. They, they just jumped in right after it. Yeah, so it's always the Midwest transfer stations. Uh, the, the, our nation has good transfer stations, but in the Midwest, they really are the best. That's, cool. <laughs> That's the news, fellas. What a show. Show 71 in the books. We're wrapping things up here. Next week, we've got a guest coming on. Uh, next week, we're also going to potentially uh put a rocket up steve's podcast ass uh i don't that's a weird way to say that but we're gonna put yeah, a rocket up I, the ass of steve's podcast how about that because yeah it's the same thing <laughs> if, if if we give your podcast the rub on this show uh overnight you're a superstar and so it just depends on if you can get your shit together in time to get it up it, i'll tell you i'll just make it very cut and dry steve if the damn truth podcast is not on itunes by this You're time next week, we will never mention that podcast again on this show. It's this is okay. like Steve. This is like when Jerry Lawler had the match where he, if he lost, he had to leave the Memphis Memphis territory forever. He was done. This is the exact same thing as that. You're going to have a match next week, and if you don't show up and if you don't win, you're done in this territory. I think a lot of our well, listeners are Googling that right now. I, I am, I'm having lunch with Tim cook on Monday Good, and I'll, I'll mention it. Good. I'll, I'll bring it up. What the hell do you think I can do to speed up the process? Send a, send an email saying, Hey, uh, I got the third episode of my podcast coming out. Do you mind getting my thing up? There's no way. There's no way they're going to read that email. And, do, you, do you remember the difficulty we had even just getting this iTunes search engine to find our podcast once yeah, upon a time? Yeah. 
you don't, you put the actual words in and the, the first 10 search contained not the word Dave or Steve, in many cases, not the word and. I'm curious, mm. you know what? I'm going to do this and then we're going to wrap the show up, but I'm going to do a search right now for the Dave and Steve show. That's what I'm putting in. And sure enough, like this is how much better things have gotten. The first thing that returns is the Apple link to the Dave and Steve show. Facebook is the next one. Like this is now it's it's now proper. But the thing that always gets me and the thing that always bothers me is even back in the day, there's a there's a podcast that's been around forever and it's called Tell Em Steve Dave. It's Steve hyphen Dave. That was always the one that returned. And then now I'm realizing just based on this search alone, there is literally uh, the Dave and Steve show. It, 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 so if you guys want to go send them hate mail, go to underscore Dave and Steve on Twitter uh, at underscore Dave and Steve. But there's a Dave and Steve show. So this is this is how awful we were at naming our podcast. We should have come up with something much better. I'm. <laughs> I, I just noticed that there is there's another podcast called The Damn Truth, D-A-M-N. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. This is not going to go well. I think it's going to uh, go great. I, I, I think it's going to be wonderful. What yeah. could go wrong? I'm going to get uh, sued. That's what's going to happen. Tracy, anything else from you before we wrap? I, I don't have another thing, no. Steve, anything else from you? Nope. I'm waiting for you to now follow up by saying something. That's it. That's all you got. All right. For Steve, for Tracy, for me, Dave, we'll talk to you next time right here on the Dave and Steve Show. <laughs> <laughs>